So I Married an Alcoholic is sponsored by RealtorAndABaby.com. Are you looking to buy, sell, or lease real estate? Even if you're not in greater Philadelphia, reach out with your contact information so you can be connected with the most qualified realtor in your area. RealtorAndABaby at gmail.com. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, lords, ladies, fish, cats, dogs, reptiles, all the animals in the zoo. It is season two of the world famous So I Married an Alcoholic podcast. I am Chris and I am an alcoholic. And I'm Megan and I'm an alcoholic. And in our never ending quest to be the most inclusive podcast in all of media, we're now including chicks with dicks and dudes with clits. Ooh, I don't know why that sounds disturbing. It's not, Megan. Okay. To each their own. Sure. Because that's how we roll. I agree. Before you forget, my pronouns are junkie and alcoholic. I do like that when you say that. Did you know, Megan, that we have now moved from the top 10% of podcasters to the top 5% of podcasters? Did we? Did you check? Of course I checked, because as you know, I do nothing all day except surf the couch. Oh my God, that's crazy. I thought it updated on like the 27th or something. I don't even know what day it is. We also are nationally ranked in Jamaica for self-help. I don't know if this is the appropriate <laughs> podcast for self-help. In Jamaica, maybe. Could barely help ourselves. I thought that was interesting. I think it's because they're so stoned in Jamaica, like this is somehow a good idea for them. It's entertaining. It must be. Well, there you go. If nothing else, we are entertaining. We are helping them. We certainly are. want to make sure we thank the sponsors. Our studio sponsor is Marlane Graphics, marlanegraphics.com for all of your printing needs. And Realtor and a Baby, the show sponsor, realtorandababy.com for all of your real estate needs. Shall we Coco Melon? Mm, all right, what you got? I hate that bloody Coco Melon. Oh, Mumsy says no Coco Melon. She's smart. We are not allowed to Coco Melon. We actually have to go see Alice this weekend. Mumsy. And I'm really counting on Frankie pulling out a Worcester with like some sort of Burberry something or other. So we're going to make sure we don't upset Alice. That makes sense. Now, we are in need of peddlers. Desperately. We need to do the peddling. Who's the uh, the dude from um, uh, the Peloton that you don't ride anymore, but you put your laundry on it? Who's the instructor that you and Auntie Gay P like? Cody. Cody. No. Is it? I don't know. I don't ride the fucking thing. That thing's stupid. We need Cody. Cody, we need your legs. We need your help. The Team Foster Rough Ride is coming up this June, 4th and 5th, at Lincoln Financial Field in Philadelphia. Megan has confirmed with a nod that, yes, indeed, it is Cody. So we need all of your help, including you, Cody. Come join us. Please go to teamfoster.org, register, look for the So I Married an Alcoholic team, if you're not able to pedal, you are certainly able to donate. Stop being cheap. There are veterans out there who are in dire need of your assistance. Agreed. Shall we PSA, my love? I guess. This uh, brilliant and epic and ever informative PSA is brought to you by Auntie Gay P's House of Fetishes. Auntie Gay P's House of Fetishes for all of your double penetration needs. Megan. Do you know what the significance of April 18th is? Hmm, I don't. This year, it is the tax filing deadline. Oh, really? Does the 15th fall on a weekend? I'm not sure. 
Okay. Oh, I think it's actually Good Friday. That's so interesting That because that's a bank holiday, I think. It's not going to be good for a lot of people. No, it's not a good Friday. It's probably not going to be good on Monday, though, either, if it wasn't going to be good on Friday. No, yeah, 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 you're probably right. I don't know. People always get so excited about tax returns, but since Chris is a contracted employee as a realtor, it's not good for us. There's nothing exciting about filing these taxes except... You know my my saying, right? What? It's not about what's fair. It's about what's legally required. And it's got to make you feel good that you actually file taxes in a timely manner these days. That's actually got nothing to do with me. That's all about you. I know. Thank God. I couldn't have lived like that. I did. I know. And I still have given you the most beautiful child on the face of the planet. Some may say I gave her to you, but... Well, I put her That's in you. That's neither here nor there. That's fair enough. So this tax season, and all tax seasons going forward, are brought to you by Auntie Gabe He's House of Fetishes for all of your double penetration needs. Okay. We are coming off of such an amazing week of podcasting. So I alluded to the, we have now moved from the 10 percentile range to the 5th percentile range. And obviously, that is because of Megan. And also because of some of the most amazing guests that we've had on. Definitely. Every time we have a guest, there are our quickest, highest hitters. Last week, we had on Jared Breslin, he's a former Phillies pitcher. Great story to tell. He was such an amazing guy to have in the studio. We really had a good time. We are super grateful. Absolutely. So we want to make sure we say thank you to him. We want to make sure that we convey our gratitude towards our listeners who continue to download, continue to listen, continue to follow us on social media, which, by the way, is So I Married an Alcoholic. If you want to send us any questions, comments, concerns, please, we welcome all, as you can tell by the show intro, <laughs> send it over to So I Married an Alcoholic at gmail.com. So, just again, from the bottom of my heart, the bottom of Meg's soulless, bottomless, hit of a heart we want to make sure we say thank you we really appreciate your support do you want to know something and we will respond one of the things that actually excites me more than like going into the top five percent of podcasting is when you go onto our facebook page i guess facebook says how responsive we are to messages and it's in green and says very responsive i'm very really proud of that that speaks volumes to your alcoholism i know but i'm proud of that like we do a good job <laughs> of getting back to people we do we do and we will definitely answer every email you know that comes our way good bad and different typically if it's bad megan sends it to me right away and then screenshots the fam squad in the text that is not true see second husband's not much better than the first <laughs> but he is handsome <laughs> tonight's episode Something that Meg's been dying to talk about. Different parenting styles. I, I mean, and I don't know if I was dying to talk about it. It's oh, just no, the only thing I could come up with. You're, you, I could see you over there. The, the wheels are turning. The gears are grinding. You are just waiting to tear me a new asshole. Actually, you're wrong, but that's not shocking. No, it's definitely shocking. It is, but the, the fact that you, you chronically do this. You tell me what I'm thinking all the time. Which is exactly what you do to me. All right. Well, we both got to work on it then because it's annoying as fuck. 
I don't have to work on shit. Get a new baby daddy. All right, keep going. That's easy. So when it comes to parenting, is it fair to say that I am more the Stalin of parents? Was it Stalin who ruled ruled with an iron fist, um, or was that Muhammad? Or I think no, I think I think Stalin was a dictator, so I'm sure he ruled with an iron fist. Or am I just thinking of Russia as the Iron Curtain? I- I don't know. You know this is not going to be my topic, and I'm not going to be able to contribute properly. Irrelevant. Either way, you are a wet blanket when it comes to parenting. I don't think that's entirely true. First of all, I think I'd like to start off by saying I don't think there is a wrong parenting style. Well. I think everyone parents to the best of their ability, or they should be. Well, yeah. And I think that, you know, Different doesn't make it good or bad. No, I agree. I think there's pros and cons to the way everyone parents. I also agree. I also think that fundamentally, um, you and I have the same opinions on parenting. We may just execute differently. I go back to the iron fist. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. Why don't you just give us our opinions? You're pretending you're asking for mine, but you really don't want to go. Tonight's parenting style is brought to you by Auntie Gay P's House of Iron Fists. (laughs) (laughs) Please, Chris, enlighten us all since you now have 22 months of parenting under your belt. A- I think it's fair to say that I'm the only one that has gotten that child to 22 months. Mm, Doubt it. Go on. B, I think there is. I think that parenting requires, is it bad to say, and maybe just because, like, again, this is the situation that I live in, that we live in, is it bad to say that somebody, I don't want to say, like, the easier one, but... I mean, I feel like there has to be some sort of give and take between parents, right? I think there's always a good cop, bad cop. I prefer being good cop, so thank you for taking one for the team. (laughs) (laughs) It's also, and again, I think this is where, you know, my style sort of works against me. There's no bad cop with a two-year-old because they don't give a shit. No, they don't. I And you know what? I hate to break this to you because I've already been through it once. That is going to get worse. Whoever said the terrible twos, it's because they never had a three-year-old. Right. Three-year-olds are assholes. That is literally it. I remember thinking with Mac, they're so stubborn, you almost have to admire them. Because at three, they know what they want. They know how to just... Uh, express themselves and they are absolutely not giving it I could see that to a certain extent with Frankie now yeah and I just I don't know if that's because of the developmental stage that she's in or maybe this is you know all of whatever you know Frankie does ties into that particular developmental stage it's not to say that she's not directable but like You're infamous for saying this. If we are driving somewhere or you're feeding Frankie or whatever the situation is, she will drop one piece of something. Like there are 17,000 goldfish sitting in front of her and she drops that one goldfish and God forbid you do not chase that fucking thing. No, literally. That's a developmental thing, though. They all do that. They all have to have the one that got away. I don't understand that. No, it's actually insanity. And I I think some people live that way as adults. Why can't you just be happy with what you got? You got a whole Ziploc bag of them. That one on the floor under the stroller wheel is not important. 
I just, I don't understand It's not that. as good as you remember it being. You know what I mean? It's the same as the other 16,999. <laughs> All right. Let's start off by talking about what do you think the number one, if you could describe parenting in one word or one phrase, what is the most important thing about being a parent? So I will answer that, yes, in, in typical political Chris fashion. I will answer your question with a question, if you don't mind. I think this changes in in stages, does it not? I do not. I think I have one answer, personally. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I think at this point in time, I think my job as a parent right now is to set boundaries. Okay. Do you want to know mine? Not particularly. <laughs> and this is why I say it does not change. Does it matter on the life phase? Mm-hmm. The number one, for me personally, the number one most important part about being a parent is letting your children know that they're loved unconditionally. Because. I think that goes without saying. Does it though? I think we talk about this sometimes because then I think you can properly discipline. Hmm. Does that make sense? Sounds like you're watching a lot of Nest Cam at your full-time job. No, I don't. <laughs> no, I think that. Have you ever thought about working while you're at work? <laughs> Shh, don't tell my boss. I think that if your children know that you are they are loved unconditionally, and this does not change in no matter what the life phase is, then you can properly discipline them better, in a sense. I'll be hard on, I can be easy and lenient in my kids. I pick and choose my battles. Chris would choose to pick a battle every day about every single thing. I know I this because I'm married to him. Mm -hmm. But I pick and choose my battles. So yes, I am more lenient, but like with Mac, he knows that I love him unconditionally, that I'm his person, that he can trust me 100%. Mm -hmm. So when I do go full throttle, like, you know, hard on him, railroading him about, about something, and I, I mean, I'm not saying I do that, but like when I'm reinforcing, 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 he can respect it. He can get mad at me if he wants. Sure. He's able to do that because he knows even though there's repercussions for behavior. There are. My love won't change for him. Does okay. that make sense? So how do you show love to a two-year-old? Oh, quality time. I spend all day with that fucking kid. Yeah, and you do a fantastic job, and you guys have your own bonding moments. <laughs> take my dick out of your asshole. You take her to all different places, like all that kind of stuff. I have a very limited amount of time with her, unfortunately. During the summer, I'll have much more. Sure. But I try to, uh, well, first of all, when I get home, or if it's a Saturday, she is stage five clinger when it comes to me. And it's my mom the one day I was like, oh my God, she's just like literally, I can't even move my legs because she's attached to them. And my mom's like, well, it's because you're not there all the time. She misses you and you're working. Nice Shut to up, the me. heart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no freaking kidding. Don't worry. I don't feel horrible every day about being a working mother. Thanks for rubbing it in. But no, so I do. When I get home from work, I try to take her outside to play, sit and color with her, do something with her, constructive. I try to teach her something because I'm hoping that she'll remember those times. Not that she's going to remember much of two, but anyway, hmm. then the fact that I worked 40 hours a week, 50 hours a week, whatever it may be. 
And do you think that she'll hold some sort of resentment because you worked 40, 50 hours a week? Or do you think that she will, again, do what she's supposed to do and go to high school and college and then enter the working field herself and realize how hard it was being a mom away from her kids and realizing that, you know what, you do need to work 40, 50 hours a week to put food on the table. And uh, make sure that there's health insurance and things like that. I hope so. But I also think that has a hundred percent to do with me and how I am, which is why I try to do that. And sometimes I don't do a good job because I'm tired, just like we all are, or stressed or overworked. Sure. But my dad worked a million hours a week when we were growing up. So did mine. He traveled five days a week. I will tell you he was hands down the greatest father in the world. I never felt unloved, even though he wasn't physically there five nights a week, even. You know what I mean? So, yes, I don't think that she'll be resentful as long as I, you know, make sure that I do those quality time things. So for a two-year-old, it's all about reinforcement, setting boundaries, because they don't know. They're learning. You know what I mean? Like, you can't get mad when they... I don't know, one of them, like eat the dog food. And you can tell them over and over and over again. And at this point, she knows it's fucking wrong and does it anyway. But which is just like chaps my ass. I know. But it's our job to teach them. You know, I try to. I know she won't give it up. It's actually gross. She won't. And I don't understand why she continues to do it, even though she knows it pisses me off. Uh, Maybe that's why that's a foreboding into your future. It's literally me with a mullet. (laughs) we're fucked you could probably grow a mullet if you wanted honey you guys could match I think the back of my head's the only spot where hair continues to grow that's what I'm saying you'd make a good mullet someday I have a closing on Wednesday so release day as you are listening to this daddy will be making Burberry shoes money or just money to pay our bills no that's not how this works I know Go ahead. You have a job, you pay the bills. I have a job, I buy things. So anyways, it was also Master's Weekend over the weekend. And I said to Megan when she got home yesterday, I was out shopping with the crank. I was looking for a green jacket and white pants. There's a certain player on the tour. uh, His name's Cameron Smith. So I wanted to dress Frankie in a green jacket and white pants. Because Cameron Smith, although he didn't win, which is rather unfortunate, has a killer mullet. So I wanted to dress Frankie like him. Like a mini me? <laughs> yes. That would have been epic. But it didn't work out. No, it did not. Also, I don't know if many people would have understood the reference. I don't know. There's a lot of tool bags in my office. That are watching golf? Probably. Yeah, you're probably right. Or like playing tennis or... Anywho, so back to that. So that obviously, something that never changes is to make sure that your child knows that they're loved. Yes. What does change? Coming from somebody who has raised many children at this point. (laughs) No, one and a half. I think you parent like it's someone said to me once, and I love this, that you love if you have multiple children, you love them. People say, do you love them the same? And the answer is no. You love them all as much, but you love them differently because they're different kids. And I think your parenting style sort of changes to different kids, too, if that makes sense, because one tactic with one may not reach the other. Mm-hmm. There, you know, the Love Languages book that we read or listened to? That you read. There's actually one with children, too. I didn't need to read it because I already knew what your love language was because I am a refined gentleman. How's that going on uh, putting that into practice? 
Go fuck yourself. Okay, that's what I thought. That's exactly what it sounds like. That's Meg's love language. <laughs> fuck yourself. <laughs> so anyway, um, there's actually one for kids too because each kid you're going to raise is going to kind of be a little different even though the rules are the same. You know what I mean? How you enforce right. them I think is different because kids are different. Mac is definitely, I can already see it, two years old, like the difference between Mac and Frankie. Mac is a more sensitive child. And I don't say that in a bad way. It's going to make him, he's an empathetic person. He's going to be a great husband, all those things. Frankie literally will just put her hand up at you and be like, yeah, go fuck yourself. Yes. She 100% isn't. You can almost, you'll be able to talk, this sounds awful, but talk harsher to Frankie than you could to Mac. I plan on it. When, if you would speak that way to Mac, it wouldn't get through to him. You wouldn't actually be making progress. He wouldn't be understanding. He wouldn't be taking that in because his feelings would be hurt. And not that I'm saying you should dance around people's feelings all the time. If you want people to listen or to do what you want, you need to do it in a way that they're going to be able to hear it. I mean, I think one of the the most effective parts of a good communicator, a good leader, a good whatever is being able to touch emotionally, not like priests, to touch as many people as possible in mm -hmm. as many different ways as possible. Like, how do you connect with this group of emotionally driven people and this group of emotionally driven people and so on and so forth? Yeah, right? that have different emotions and ways they react to things. Absolutely. I think Frankie is 100% just like I am. Could see that in a sense. I think Mac is a deep thinker where Frankie's going to be reactive. I, not to say that I'm reactive. I, you could tell me 15 times to get a gallon of milk. Mm -hmm. And then you could scream at me, go get a fucking gallon of milk. And I'd be like, all right, I'm going to take the bird to the store. I'll be back in a little bit. <laughs> Probably because, again, my father abused me mentally, emotionally, physically. <laughs> All bullshit. Uh, you know, that's just how, I don't know, maybe that's my love language, abuse. So is that where I'm missing out when I'm asking you to do things or change things? I'm not using enough expletives? No, the, the problem with you is that for several years now, you have told quite literally never-ending stories so by the time that you reach like the third sentence, I've already tuned you out completely. Mm. So lead with the good stuff. Yeah. Okay. Like I don't need you to waste time with the bullshit. Understandable. It's I'll a work beautiful on that. day outside. I'm like, I know. I fucking woke up this morning. Yeah. And then you've tuned me out. Exactly. Okay. And then we're done. Got it. Fair? Sure. I'm gonna try that again. And when that doesn't work Then you can blame my mother. <sighs> oh my god. Chris always loves blaming someone else. Who are our kids going to blame, honey? Definitely your first husband. <laughs> Frankie will know that she is the apple of my eye. She will do no wrong. It is all baby daddy number one's fault. It's not even fair because that's so true. Like here I am like doing painting projects with her and blah, blah, blah. But by the time she hits like 11, 12, 13 years old, it doesn't matter. It's all out the window. Mom's the bitch and dad's, you know, the love of her life. That's always how it goes with girls. It's so messed up. Which is why it's important to set boundaries. <laughs> Frankie doesn't care about time you spend with her. Yes, she, she does. She cannot comprehend time. Uh, she comprehends milk, goldfish, bird dog, nap, and now the word fuck. So that is all true. But no, she definitely does. She loves 
being paid attention to. Of course she does because she has a vagina and you're all like that. Frankie is the world is her stage and she is there to dance on it. Pole or not to be determined. (laughs) But so she does like that time. She likes attention. She likes your attention. She that's what how she feels love. She doesn't feel love in milk bottles. That's just getting what she wants, and she's manipulating you to get it. Have you ever seen her mid-tantrum? Yeah. no. Let me tell you something. There's nothing at 22 months that a milk bottle cannot solve. I don't care how deep the issue is. It's a true story. I wish wish it always stayed that way. That's why we tell her all the time. Girl, right now, this is as good as it gets. I don't know why you're complaining. No, you're absolutely right. Someone's feeding you, changing you. They tell you to take naps. This right now is the pinnacle of your life. You have no responsibilities. You get to watch the Coco Melon for free. Like you have no concept that Comcast is fucking $500 a month. Yeah, those crocodile tears, save them for a later date, girl. You're going to need them. What else about the, the different styles of parenting? So I guess when you talk about parenting, what is the most important thing to you that your kids do as a parent? Like Mac, for instance, right? He's so funny. Like he is honest to almost a fault. Like I, I, and I love that I'm his person that he tells everything to. I do say to him like, Hey bud, someday there may be some things you want to like keep private, you know? But anyway, (laughs) he, he literally got in trouble at school or they all did some, you know, fifth grade boy bullshit, whatever. And he like texts me literally at 251, which is the moment he entered the bus. Mom, I got a calendar mark. And then the moment he got off the bus, he called me to tell me the whole play-by-play story. And my response always to him is, were you disrespectful to an adult? No. You Mm. and the guys in class, your friends, were just fooling around and you got in trouble? Okay, that's fine. I actually don't care. Take your punishment. Don't let it affect your friendships. That's the first question I asked for him. Well, are you and your friends okay? Yeah, we're fine. We talked about it on the bus. All settled. Okay, perfect. Accept your punishment and move on. I don't care about things like that. I know that sounds bad, but like I don't necessarily care about kids being kids. I care about them, I don't know, being respectful, being good friends, sticking up for the little guy, like those type of things. Having manners. Yes, exactly. Having manners. Mm -hmm. Those are the things that matter to me. I agree with that. I also always say to Mac, like if he does poorly on a test or, you know, even plays bad in a game or something like that. I always say, I just want you to do your best, but I'll be the first one to call him out if it's not his best. You know what I mean? And I don't say that in a mean way, but I'll say to him, oh, you only got a 90 on that test. If that was the best you could do, I'd be so proud of you, but it's not. You got a 90 on that test because you rushed through it. Yeah. Or you got lazy and didn't study or prepare or whatever. So try harder. That's the only time that I, and I don't even get mad, but I tell him like, your best is good enough, but that's not your best. So that's not good enough. And that's all I want from my kids. Like work to the best of your ability. I think that's fair. There's people in this world, teachers, coaches, that they're working hard. They're spending their time to, you know, um, teach you how to work to the best of your ability or coach you to work to the best of your ability and that's your responsibility as a student as a athlete as whatever to Mm -hmm. work to the best of your ability sure i don't remember what the original question was i guess the most important things for your kids to do go ahead your turn well again so you know i am a huge manners person because again i'm a product of my childhood if we did not act accordingly dick would 
quite literally whoop our ass, even though, you know, he's never put a hand on us, blah, blah, blah. Manners, super important. The other thing is, like, I don't care who you are, what family you come from, what the crest is on your jacket, your your social educational pedigree, whatever it is. Like, everybody is born with that power to change the world. I, I don't care if you want to take, you know, even though Megan hates you for this, but if you want to take away the plastic straws because that's the best thing for the world, then so be it, right? But everybody is born with the power to change the world. You just can't be sitting back and being lazy and sitting in your comfort zone. No, I agree with that completely. Exactly. Everybody, everybody, Work to the best of your ability. Absolutely. Everybody has that special gift. And, you know, you, you have to harness, I guess, the power within in order to bring that gift out, if that makes any sense. So how do you think the best way to get your kids to do that is because I think whether we like it or not as a parent that's a our job Mm -hmm. and b we play a huge monumental role in that from very early on absolutely I think that we are well on our way to doing so because we have identified I guess you know half the battle like Mac you said is an emotional person Frankie is going to be more of a reactive person. So how do we take those? You could look at them as strengths or weaknesses. How do you take those, you know, to work that to the best of their ability? Does that make sense? No, it completely makes sense. You know, like I could see Frankie totally like sitting in a boardroom someday, just 100% controlling that room. And I'm sure it has absolutely nothing to do with me. But again, like, or if you take bits and pieces of that journey, her childhood, you know, growing up, going forward, how do you harness that skill set and turn that weakness into a positive attribute? Or I I don't know what the, the opposite of that would be. Yeah, I always say my favorite part about Frankie, Frankie is... A girly girl, dainty, walks on her toes, everything's a dance, everything's a song, walking around, brushing her hair, putting the shiny things in, but she is fierce as can be. Mm -hmm. She doesn't like her hands dirty, but she'll roll down a hill in a heartbeat. I was watching her run up and down the steep hill in our backyard. She has no fear. She is fearless. But in this little tiny dainty being, and I hope she always stays that way. I agree with that. And Mac, it's so funny when you were talking about like Frankie commanding a boardroom. Mac is super smart. Like he's, you know, he's blessed in the sense that he was given that natural ability. His nanny that he had, you know, growing up always used to say to me, he's going to do something remarkable for others because he cares so deeply about people. Yeah, he's got that empathy, if you will. He does. He really does. And, you know, I thought it would be medicine, but he has absolutely no interest in that. (laughs) But he's going to create something or develop something or practice business in a way that is going to change humankind for the better. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it sure does. And I really believe that, you know, which, again, they're both they both our kids have such awesome strengths you know but it's it's our responsibility to make sure that they come out you bet your ass it is so when you're talking about good cop bad cop i actually don't think that's a bad thing 
No, because again, I think it provides balance and balance is so important. Yeah. And I think one of the most important things, and you may disagree with me, I'm not sure. One of the most important things you can give your kids is confidence in themselves. Yes. You know, like I think that I want them to be confident. I want Frankie to always be fearless. The fact that Mac is always, you know, fixing his hair, thinks he's the best athlete, thinks he's, you know, the best at this and that. I like that, even if it's not always true. I think that's awesome that he has such a high opinion of himself. I hope he always does. It's not it doesn't come off in a braggart way. It's self-confidence, you know? There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's fake it till you make it is uh, has been a rule of thumb in business for quite literally eons. Mm-hmm. And again, I think that speaks to the point that I just made a little while ago in that the fact that he's always fixing his hair and he, he thinks he's the best athlete is some sort of underlying insecurity, which is great, right? We all have them. Mm-hmm. Alcoholics in particular, fears, doubts, and insecurities. They rule our lives. Sure. I don't care. How do you turn that into a strength? Uh, you teach them how to work for it to be the best. Absolutely. That's what I think, at least. And, you know, again, change the world. You don't have to be a billionaire. You don't have to have Jeff Bezos money. Have you left the world better off than when you entered it? And I think that for me is the most important lesson I want to teach our kids. Mm -hmm. How you measure success is important. And everyone measures success differently. But in this home, we measure success by by the amount of people's lives that we touch on a daily basis or that we've given to this world or to our community or to others around us, friends, family, loved ones, strangers, more than we took. You know, and I think that that's where we may parent on the outside differently, but fundamentally we have the same beliefs. I agree with that. Now, what do you think happens, right? Because we sometimes about Mac, sometimes about Frankie a little bit, you see it when we do disagree. How do you think we handle that going forward? Because we actually haven't hit the hard parts yet. Just so you know, the worst is still to come. I'm actually not surprised by that at all. Yeah, we're on parenting light duty at this point. Like, we haven't hit the teenage years yet. Which is exactly how I prefer it. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know nothing about me? (laughs) I, You know, I I honestly can't speak to that point because I haven't even thought about that far into the future. I can tell you that, you know, short of being Max chauffeur and personal chef, I generally don't parent much. It's not necessarily my place. I don't. So like if he's crossing the line, the respect line or 11 year old asshole line, even though that's I I think that line is rather indistinguishable. I think to a certain extent, I have to be hands off unless again, you know, we're, we're running into like asshole territory and Max just he's not that kid. No, he's not. So you've gotten off easy thus far. Absolutely. And Frankie is going to be a completely different story. (laughs) But so I don't think that's true. So why don't you speak to that? What your role is as a step parent? I do think it's a difficult role. I think it's hard to define. But I think we may actually think differently on that aspect. I just told you what my role is. Yeah. And so I actually don't have a problem with you disciplining Mac and I've said that I think sometimes you'll say to me oh well you got to tell him to do this you got to tell him to do that you got to 
And what do I always say to you? You don't know because you weren't listening. I always say. Exactly, because your stories are endless. I always say, as long as he knows that you love him unconditionally, Mm -hmm. then go right ahead. Discipline him. You can. We agree on the rules. Yeah. So, yes. I I mean, on paper, I agree with that. Um, I think in practice, I just, it's not my thing. And And again, thank God that Mac is a great respectful decent young man because i don't know like how to react to that and i had great role models growing up i, was I had gonna a, say, a you step parents from a very young age you know that we've talked about before who's 100 percent unhinged and i have a stepdad who's absolutely amazing and i think that to be honest with you uh you know, my stepmother and my stepfather were probably more prominent roles in my life than my biological mother and father. You know, my mom was always working. My dad was always working, building a business, blah, 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 blah. And and I don't mean to say that they themselves were hands off. I think that there may have been, you know, so because I was not really a, a great kid growing up. I got in a lot of trouble, shockingly. <laughs> I had a mouth on me, shockingly. Um, there was probably some back-channel communication, and maybe that's why I am the way that I am. It's like I don't ever remember either one of my step-parents necessarily disciplining me. And trust me, there were many events to be disciplined over. Yeah. Mac is going to have a step-parent, you know, with his dad, too. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't have a problem with her disciplining him I mean it's her house you know it's her rules like I don't have a problem with that I really don't I I don't think uh, you know I think I always say the more people that love my kids the better so the fact that he'll get two step parents that love him I think is awesome yeah but the same with the more people to teach him lessons you know the more perspectives the more people holding that line but also showing him love I think that's important so I think we differ there in a sense that I actually, you know, obviously you can't cross the line. I get that. But I don't have a problem with you disciplining Mac as long as, in addition, you do the other part of parenting, you know, where he knows how much you love him. And yeah, of course. I, you know what I mean? And you do do that. Like, I know when he, you're the one who's home when he gets home from school and you can tell if he's had a bad day or something like that. And mm-hmm. I, you ask him about it. Yeah, of course. And he he tells you things like he'll all come home and be like, oh, God, you won't believe what happened today on the bus or whatever at school. And Chris, like I already know, Mac told me all about it. And that warms my heart. Because I spend time with the kids. No, I know. I'm just saying. Oh, let me tell you my greatest step parent moment so far in my entire life. Oh, God. (laughs) So last year. I don't know. I don't know what you're going to say. That's the beauty of this show. (laughs) It's the surpriseless surprise. Yeah. So last January, I think Matt caught COVID and he was home at the house. No, he didn't get COVID. I did. And he had to quarantine for 24 days because that was the insanity last year. Remember? He never got it. Okay. So the fact remains that I am a superior human being because I am the only person in this entire zip code that has not caught COVID. True story. So back to my story, if you don't mind. Go right ahead. Thank you, darling. Sir. So Mac has COVID. He's downstairs playing Xbox. And then we get the text message. Oh, no. That Mac has been banned for three days because he told somebody to suck a dick. He sure did. Not verbally. He typed it. Oh, you know. 
So he's very upset because A, he's banned from the Xbox. B, he's ashamed that he got caught. Absolutely. And so he comes up, tails between his legs, very upset, very upset. So I'm like, go upstairs, take your shower, collect yourself, and then we will have this discussion. <laughs> Get your shit together. I'm not having this discussion with you on level 5,000. So he comes down, and we start talking about it. And again, Max, the more emotional kid, so he's upset. And Chris actually gives the best parenting advice to date. And I am not being facetious. I mean this with all my heart. Go ahead. Grace us with your wisdom. I shall. So Mac, tears rolling down his face. I'm like, stop being a bitch and listen to me. I don't think you said that part. And he was all like, <laughs> yes. Like, I don't, I don't care what you said. As a matter of fact, I think it was funny. <laughs> I think more people in this world need to be told point blank, suck a dick. <laughs> Like, I'm going to okay. be honest with you. All right. The important part to remember here is never, ever put it in writing that will come back to bite you in the ass. Tell everybody in the world to suck a dick. Your teacher says, good morning. Suck a dick. The principal, come to my office. Suck a dick. Everyone suck a dick. Verbally. Never in writing. I was like, dude, you can become president one day. I promise you, you have the smarts, the hair. You can carry a sentence, unlike the guy we have in the office. Now, something like that will prevent you from moving into the upper echelon of XYZ job. Never put it in writing. And I actually thought that was brilliant parenting advice. Now, here's a fake email address in my visa. <laughs> Sign up for a new Xbox account. Because we still have 23 days of the quarantine left and none of us are going to make it. I'm going to show you how to skirt the system properly. <laughs> So I hope everyone was touched by our superior, horrendous, at times wonderful, and always winging it parenting techniques. It's the ad hoc parenting style. <laughs> we try our best, though. We certainly do, darling. And I would say at the end of every day, I can think about one thing I did well as a parent and 46 where I failed. Yeah, it happens. I know. You're a human being. Well, we try again the next day. So in review, file your taxes. April 18th is your deadline. Sign up for the Team Foster Rough Ride event, June 4th and 5th in Philadelphia. As always, thank you so much to the listeners, to the guests, past, present, and future. Although at present, there are no guests in the studio, so I don't know why I said that. Oh, the queen is here. Absolutely. Curtsy to the queen. And again... Please continue to send your feedback. So I married an alcoholic at gmail.com. Make sure you are following us on social media. It's super easy. It's so I married an alcoholic. Like, listen, follow. That being said, very briefly, Megan, say goodnight, darling. Good night. I'm Megan and I'm an alcoholic. And I'm Chris and I'm an alcoholic. My pronouns are junkie and alcoholic. Cut off your pets' privates. And please, if you are struggling in any way, Put your hand up, reach out, ask for help. So I Married an Alcoholic is sponsored by RealtorAndABaby.com. Are you looking to buy, sell, or lease real estate? Even if you're not in greater Philadelphia, reach out with your contact information so you can be connected with the most qualified realtor in your area. RealtorAndABaby at gmail.com.